0: what's going on everybody welcome to another episode of watch from mercury this is a witch from mercury watch along podcast and we are between seasons so we are reviewing mobile suit gundam 08 ms team very happy to have you here spoiler for all of season one of which mobile suit gundam witch from mercury and spoilers for episodes one through five of 08 ms team i am your host maxim i'm your host alex Thank you for joining us today and uh, big news guys we have our first Patreon subscriber so huge Mm. shout out to dead and thriving so happy to have you thank you so much for supporting us Uh, as a reminder if you excellent name too if you subscribe to the Patreon you will get access to a monthly episode where we review a Gundam movie this month will be Gundam Thunderbolt we are in plans to get that episode recorded and out so if you wanna if you wanna check out another an extended episode and support your favorite Gundam uh, podcasters, I mean I'm I'm, not, I'm just saying favorite. I might we might not <laughs> if be we your may favorite. presume. But if you guys like us enough to support our creative endeavor, uh, hit yeah. us up at patreoncom slash Watch From Mercury. So thank you again, Den Thriving. Big news, very excited, and. Also, we have Listener Mail this week. So, uh, if you guys want to send in uh, Listener Mail, anything we missed, any theories, spoilers, no, not spoilers, any theories or ideas or discussion <laughs> or literally anything at all, you can also send in Gunpla Horror Stories, which we'll review on a bonus episode. But uh, get at us at watchfrommercury at gmail.com. Send in whatever you want. This week's episode or Listener Mail, we have one from our friend Fergal. Um, subject line kiki needs more responsible adults in her life
1: <laughs> yes yes she does yes.
0: hello again i've just re- and it's returned not from shiro we- <laughs> it's not shiro exactly he's the responsible it is one. not shiro hello again i've just returned from a weekend in galway where the convention akuma is held there i met saletta's english voice actress jill harris who i got to sign a model kit i bought there and asked a few questions about Whatever details on the Witch from Mercury dubbing process she was allowed to tell me. Two other notable guests of the convention were Irish YouTuber, YouTuber Super Eye Patch Wolf and British YouTuber. H Bomber guy, the latter of which mentioned his love of Turn A Gundam in a few of his videos. I would highly recommend both channels if you haven't watched them before. Particularly H Bomber guy's recent video of on the Roblox oof sound effects, which
1: <laughs> I think it was <laughs> Super Eye Patch Wolf who did. Uh, he, I found one of his videos a while ago where he talks about uh, Outlaw Star and basically outlines how it is basically middle school starter Cowboy Bebop. Where you find it when you're in like 8th grade and it's super fun. And then in high school you find Bebop. And then when you go back to Outlaw Star, it kind of just isn't the same. Because you've now mm. seen those themes taken to a much better and also kind of darker, uh, more intense place. But, you're, but you always still kind of hold a place for Outlaw Star because it sort of guided you there.
0: I think that was super mm. impactful. Okay, okay. So shout out to them. Go check out their channels. I'll take a look. Uh, but yeah, Bomber guys. Recent video on the Roblox OOF sound effect, effect which starts out as an explanation <laughs> of the story behind the titular meme before switching into an utterly insane breakdown on the history of its alleged creator, video game sound designer Tommy Telerico. I have to say, I didn't notice the first time I watched this particular 08th MS Team episode how interesting it is that... Michael is so composed compared to Elidor in such a dire situation after four episodes of being the most pessimistic and panicky of the teen. At least until he started crying seemingly out of nowhere, realizing how lucky he is to be alive. Unfortunately, I also don't remember even more examples of men being weird with women. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I really didn't expect a third episode in a row where a girl's age is commented on in a creepy way. Something I forgot to comment on previously was responding to how unpleasant you said you might find living in a space colony if the air conditioning was a- made it akin to an airplane. As part of my super interesting backstory, uh, I spent half my childhood growing up in the Middle East, so I got really used to spending all of my times in air conditioning buildings and frankly missed them here in Ireland. However, I also despise the air on public transit as, transport as I'm easily nauseated by it. So I found the comment about airplanes very relatable. Re- relatable. Ideally, a space colony would be less airplane and more Middle Eastern apartment.
1: <laughs> okay. I could, I could get behind that.
0: I could get behind that. Um, but also, uh, we know you're Irish and we are Americans, so we we have air conditioning too. So... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> we,
1: I he's like you know, I know wish it was like, like a middle east apartment you know I'm like totally I totally Just remember those summers I spent in Baghdad just chilling
0: Sorry uh, air conditioning
1: here's, um <laughs> Here's the
0: deal if if you move to New York City and you don't have an air conditioner you will have the worst summer of your entire life
1: <laughs> do, do do they not have air conditioning in Ireland they I I'm kidding I'm it, sure they must but like what a I, I've never heard it phrased that way.
0: Well, I know I know in Europe that most of their buildings are made of brick and stone. So they don't okay. they don't need heaters as much and they also just uh-huh. I think they're more temperature stable in general than our okay. our flimsy ass wood buildings, you know? We do <laughs> so. we do love our flimsy buildings um so anyway uh final comment of today is in response to how your thoughts on a live action gundam movie would work i agree to a small scale story i agree that a small scale story like the zero eight ms team would be easier to make but they wouldn't be great for kickstarting a larger movie franchise which i think would benefit gundam's epic scale so after some thought i'm thinking the ideal first gundam movie would be an adaptation of the start of the original series Either directly or spiritually, where an inexperienced proto- protagonist becomes the pilot of the first ever Gundam by happenstance as their colony is attacked and they end up on a ship trying to get to Earth. By making the journey to Earth focus, the focus of the first movie, you can tell somewhat a, self- a somewhat self-contained story. That then this has potential to continue in sequels about the rest of the war and spin-offs about regular mobile suits akin to Star Wars Rogue One. Thanks, you know and always may your yeah what.
1: Oh, I would love if uh, if the first let's say they do a live action Gundam movie and it is the first season of Gundam 79, but they weave in some of the Char origin because Amuro's in that too a little bit. So we get kind of like a jumping back and forth in time. So when they finally face off at the end, it feels really significant
0: actually really sick idea really cool right? idea do it do like a little bit of origin little bit of Amaro and kind of make it yeah. so when they f- have their first mobile suit battle that's like the the climax of the movie where they are yeah. two paths do cross. like a do like the
1: do like the Star Wars thing where like you really emphasize that in the long run Char is the main driver of the story because he's more interesting yeah. than Amaro <laughs> Sorry.
0: Uh, Thanks as always, and may your bread be a thousand crumbs. Uh appreciate you writing in Fergal as always. (laughs) I would like my bread to be
1: mostly intact unless I'm feeding ducks or something. (laughs) Or making like parmesan (laughs) chicken.
0: Uh I'm all about the panko crumbs. (laughs) Yeah. Um so yeah, guys, if you have any listener mail, things you want to write in about whatever you want, um, we're going to save the Witch from Mercury talk until the season two starts, but hit us up at, at com, And uh, yeah, let's get started with the episode. Alex, what did you think of this week's episode? Episode five, The Broken Order to Stand By.
1: This is how you do a side story of side characters. Mm. It was fun. It involved the, the main team just enough to come rescue their asses, but it was all about uh Elidor and M- Michelle, Mikkel, I can't remember, her. Ninerich. Uh, yeah, Ninerich, about yeah. About their, their relationship and their relationship falling apart. And it was fun because we haven't really gotten all that much characterization out of the secondary team because they're all kind of just for the goof as needed to, to quip and stuff. Yeah. So giving them... Literally bringing their relationship close to death was more substantial than you'd think, given that we they've always um one note is the wrong word for the characters. But like, you know, they've been side characters. But so it was like, OK, yeah. I needed I needed a break from the epic incestorly love uh, black clam of death <laughs> war. And it's just I need a little side mission with Elidor trying to get pussy and it goes horribly wrong. That's all I, yeah. I wanted out of this. <laughs>
0: I agree. I think this is also one of the episodes during my first watch through. This is one that stood out to me. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's just it is nice. You're right. We get the characterization of them. And uh, one of my favorite moments of when they're fighting in the basement is one of my favorite moments from the series. But really great. Really fun stuff. Not a lot of like crazy combat. Just more of like um, a good picture of what people are experiencing at this time during the war.
1: Yeah, Which, yeah. And it was very it, cool stuff. Very cool. And stuff like that, I think, really helps the narrative, because if everything is a big fight, then nothing's a big fight. So if we just zero right. down into just what was wrong on Saturday, it was they got captured by the Zeke's and for something petty. Now, when there's a big fight, you feel it again. So it kind of gives you a, a break without uh, without being filler
0: because you could exactly. if you
1: wanted to be uncharitable you could be like oh this was filler it didn't move the story like i don't care it moved characterization it moved, it was still interesting
0: yeah this is um
1: so i wouldn't say it's filler at all i would just say it's not the main narrative which is fine
0: i agree it's kind of halfway between a filler episode and a regular episode you know yeah so,
1: it's the, it's the adventures of elador songwriter basically
0: <laughs> yeah which we'll get to so to kick this off, we start, we open at the at some type of forward Fetty base in the jungle. Um, we see a team of Federation soldiers basically talking about how they're waiting for the 08th MS team to return so they can leave their position. So they're somewhere in the jungle. They're shooting people. You know, they're waiting for the 08th MS team to get back. Uh, we see Gramps uh, heating up a soup. Uh, the hover truck pulls up and Elidor and Innerich pop out. Uh, Elidor asks for a resupply. At which point, they see Gramps eating his soup, and they are very jealous of it. Uh, Elidor asks for some. Gramps says no. Uh, I think it... And then, um, he's like, no, you can get your own soup, basically. Uh, someone annou- announced that the mail came for them. At which point, we we just, out of nowhere, learned that Ninorich's first name is Michael. Mike- they, like, hadn't now. said it until this point right (laughs) yeah so Elidor tells uh mikhail ninerich to go get the mail he runs off meanwhile um gramps he tells Elidor that the soup is a gift from his goddess a woman who lives nearby
1: (laughs) my favorite moment in this whole interaction interaction was uh they go can we have some soup and he says no and then he goes uh ninerich go get the mail and he goes but the soup has bacon in it which means he just wanted to stand there and smell it like a little perv yeah <laughs> i just want to smell the soup smell. like a little creeper
0: <laughs> i just want some secondhand soup <laughs> yeah i want to
1: smell this lobster stew like a weird pervert <laughs>
0: So there he's uh, smelling the soup. And then uh, I, this line I wrote down that's really funny. Um, Elidor, so, um, Gramps mentions he's, it's a gift from his goddess, a woman who lives nearby. And he goes, Elidor goes, How many decades ago was she a goddess, you horny old fart? (laughs) Yeah. Which, by the way, that is the line in the dub as well. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, so, um, Ninerich returns with a letter for um, He's He opens the letter and he's reading it and he looks very serious for a minute and then he bursts out cheering, at which point he tells uh, Ninerich that his song is about to make a major debut. They're going to press his song. Because so, vinyl exists in time. this
1: world, apparently.
0: Oh, yeah and uh but this is the first time we've learned that he's a musician like up until this point you know we see him listening to music and stuff but we don't know him as a songwriter
1: i kind of love that this is a world where giant floating mobile suits and huge weapons and ionic cannings is this but we're still just pressing wax we're still on that vinyl
0: <laughs> hey uh this was in the 90s when vinyl was going out of style, but they accurately predicted the future. They're like, you know what? It's going to come back eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they got it back around. Full circle. You can't beat that sound quality. Did you feel um, like this
1: was going to be a Chekhov's gun where we would eventually hear the song? Because they didn't, and I was actually kind of boned about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, never, I, I was like, yeah, whatever. I didn't expect to hear it. But now that you pointed out, we should yeah. have heard some of it at least.
1: And perhaps I'm an asshole, but I was hoping it was going to be really bad, <laughs> and I
0: have a laugh over <laughs> it.
1: He's like, "It was I'm a lover." It's called Love and Peace. I'm like, "I oh, but this song stinks," and I can't wait to hear it. Oh, nothing, cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, they're going to press the song. He's all excited, and he suggests they throw a party while they wait for the rest of the Zero Eight MS team to get back to the base. Uh, Ninorich is reluctant to help, but then Elidor says, "When all the money comes in, you can't be my friend." <laughs> I wish already abusing his that. power, yeah. already already leveraging that power dynamic. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, they steal a motorcycle and sidecar and they're blasting down a road with it. Ninerich is like, is it okay that we took it? And Elador says, it's okay. We're on a mission right now. We're on a recon mission. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna recon some ass in the village brothel. Right. He And on the ride, he says, I'll put in my request for a discharge tomorrow. And then he goes to Ninerich, he says, you can be a soldier till you die. <laughs> <laughs> which is so great he hasn't
1: even the vinyl hasn't even been pressed yet and he's already like fuck you fuckers i hate all of you i've hated all of you this whole time he's already being dude. it's already gone yeah. to his head he got so the you acceptance letter
0: yeah Basically, exactly yes,
1: yes. <laughs> uh you yeah so... fucking rot for the man in that stupid metal death trap <laughs> elador elador is going right to the top
0: I know, right? I'm just like, imagine like, you're in this full-scale like world war, essentially, and you're like, yeah. any ticket out. You're like, any ticket out, I'll take it. So uh, they, they're cruising down to a village by a lake, um, at which point they're, he's like, I'm going to look for some girls, and Elidor crashes into a bar through the door, and he's all excited, and then they find that nobody's inside, and the place has totally been trashed, At which point, a bunch of Xeon soldiers appear from everywhere and capture them. Uh, Out in the jungle, we see uh, a bunch of Xeon forces um, working on the Opsilus from last episode, the cool mobile armor. Uh, We see Captain Norris chilling with Ina, and they get word uh, from their soldiers that there's Federation soldiers at the village. Um, Norris basically says they need to speed up the repairs and resupply so they can get out of here. So, last episode, when the Opsalus was damaged by Sanders, it apparently did not fly all the way back to their base, just landed in the jungle, and they're working on it. So, yeah, it's
1: 10% less th- terrifying. We got to get it back up to max terrifying.
0: <laughs> so, um, back at the, with the 08th MS team, the team arrives back at their forward base. Uh, so, they all get back, and they're looking for Elador and Ninorich. Um, and nobody has seen them. Uh, they try to use a radio to find them and the signal is like really choppy and scrambled, but they hear the, they do hear some, some coordinates through the, the mix. So they're like, Oh, we should probably check that out. Um, Karen is pissed. She's like, they clearly violated orders. Um, but Shiro doesn't really care. He just says finding them is a priority. So Shiro and Karen are going to go out to find them. And Sanders is going to hang back and wait on the monitor and and monitor the radio communications. Meanwhile, at the village, it's nighttime. We see a woman holding her baby trying to leave the village. And all of a sudden, a bunch of lights turn on and a Xeon truck with a soldier on top pulls a gun on her and tells her that nobody's allowed to leave. Uh, She explains that her baby is sick and they need to go to a doctor at the next village. And he won't let her leave at all. At which point, uh, he starts uh, shooting at her feet, <laughs> yeah. which is a little extreme.
1: Yeah, a little little overreaction there. My baby's um, sick.
0: We'll fucking dance. <laughs> uh, so Ina and Captain Norris are nearby, and they witness this. Ina asks you if it's necessary, and Norris basically says it's totally necessary while the Opsilus is being repaired, right? They don't want anyone slipping out and notifying the... Um, the Federation soldiers at their, you know, their mobile armor. She could have
1: hit, ba- hit a bomb in that baby. We don't know.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, during wartime, it makes sense. They're like, yeah, we're doing some shady shit here. No one gets out. We don't need this going wrong.
1: Yeah. And so, if I
0: remember correctly,
1: uh, I think she's like, what will happen when we leave? And they're like, well, you know, once we leave, the villagers will dot, dot, dot. I was like, are they going to fucking porch that village? It'll be very Vietnam. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's was, uh, grim to uh, I, think about. I
1: think, yeah, I think it was implied they were gonna like just burn the place. I don't, I don't mm. know, but it trailed off in a way that made me very uncomfortable. Uh,
0: so, uh, Ina and Norris go to a hotel nearby, um, because they have a hotel room in the in, and outside of the village. Um, and inside, they can hear Elidor and Ninerich crying out in pain. Uh, Norris explains that the Federation soldiers are being interrogated, and Ina is just like says she can't stand it, and she's just gonna go to the Absalus. So she just leaves. Yeah. Uh, inside the hotel, we see the Xeon soldiers holding Ninerich and Elidor hostage. They ask what their unit is. Elidor lies, and he says it's the 408th Infantry Division. Um, and the officer asks why they came here, at which point Elador says that they wanted to help out the glorious Z- Zeon. And obviously they don't believe him. So they lock uh, Elador and Ninorich up in like a basement storage room. Uh, so downstairs, uh, when they're locked up, Ninerich asks Elidor if he was serious, at which point he's like, well, of course not, you know. Um, yeah. Ninerich asks him if he's hungry And then Elidor gets mad at him And is like why are you so concerned about food and He's basically like I had I was about to have my big break And now we're probably going to be sent to the firing squad tomorrow
1: He's doing a much more dramatic version Of the I'm not even supposed to be here today From clerks Yeah <laughs> exactly. If Dante was about to literally be murdered in the morning uh... <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the whole episode for him Pretty uh, much. So outside the door we hear a woman asking the hotel guard to let the let her bring or a hotel sorry, outside the room we see a woman who works at the hotel ask the guard to let her bring some food into the into Ninorich and Eldor. Uh the soldier like reluctantly allows her, despite the fact that they're gonna be killed tomorrow. So he confirms, he's like, Oh yeah, we're gonna kill these guys tomorrow. Fine. You can yeah. bring food to them. whatever. Uh the woman um, is standing with uh, what appears to be a robed child. We don't see their face at all. Uh, and she tells this, this kid to wait outside. She brings in some f- uh, bread and tea to Rich and Elador, and she says to them, as long as you lose hope, you ha- you'll have a chance to live. Um, and she is, like, so nice to them. Uh, the Xeon soldier... Oh, I, I think she says her name is Maria. And Elidor is kind of surprised by this. I think Gramps mentioned her name is Maria earlier. Yeah, that was that was the connection. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Elidor looks really surprised because the goddess that Gramps Gramps talked about is like a real person, and she's not super old. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So, um, as she's giving the food to them, the Xeon soldier starts talking to the robed child but maria is like nope stop talking to them like you have no reason to talk to them uh then maria goes up leaves the room she goes upstairs to find captain captain norris waiting at the counter he's waiting to be given his room key um he goes upstairs and then the robed child whispers something to maria and then leaves so out in the jungle, we the next scene we see, um, through binoculars, we see Shiro kind of scouting out the area through his binoculars. They call it Area Whiskey 208. Um, he's looking around with Karen. He doesn't see anything abnormal at first, but then he sees a heat signature in the woods, and he sees a Zaku posted up near the village. He lets Karen know, and then they both hear someone approaching. Uh, so we see the road, a motorcycle goes down the road, and we see Karen leap out of the bushes with her knife and tackle the rider. And the the robed child turned out to be Kiki the whole time. And I do want to say it's incredible to uh, wait in a bush and then tackle someone off a motorcycle. That's that is excellent <laughs> timing. Excellent timing. Uh, incredible strength. It would be very hard to pull off.
1: Absolutely. We stan.
0: We stan. Uh, also, really badass <laughs> Badass animation when she jumps out. I was like, damn, she looks ferocious. Um, yeah. So back at the hotel in the holding cell, Elador is trying to escape the room by climbing out the tiny window in the back. Um, but he can't he's going to
1: try to Shawshank out of that thing.
0: He yep. can't do it. <laughs> he can't do it. I'm like thinking about like, I mean, the window in there looks like it's like a metal grate or something. And yeah. it got me thinking about like how small of an area could I squeeze through to get out? But
1: okay. I don't know. it's like when you watch a cat get through a, a gate and you're like, respect. You're, you're yeah. so <laughs> so thin.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'd be surprised if those little fuckers can fit through. Right? Uh uh. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> I said, right? I was just agreeing yeah. that cats can squeeze through things.
0: So much. Um <laughs> It's
1: the hard hitting Commentary you get from Watch It Mercury. You know, cats? You can squeeze through stuff real good
0: too. Squeezing through all sorts of shit. (laughs) Slinky little fuckers. So uh so Elador can't get out of the window and he kind of breaks down. He starts crying. He's talking about how he got a big break and now he's gonna die. Um he says, I'm a musician, I'm not cut out to be a soldier. I wanna go home, I don't wanna die. And this is a, cla- I have in my notes, this is a classic Gundam war equals bad moment. <laughs> yes, yes it is. Where it's like, yep, it's all fucked up. He, this is clearly a normal guy who got drafted into service and now it's all going to go wrong for him. So, oh, I
1: hadn't thought about that, that there's a literal draft. Is that canonical or is that just we figure that's probably what happened?
0: I'm guessing that's probably what happened. Um, I don't know how candid it is, but you know, it's like this is like a whole world war scale thing. So yeah, he's kind of just been he, in some way he's been dragged into this and it's like during wartime, even if maybe it isn't a draft in a scenario like this, like these are ordinary people leaving their lives behind to go to war, you know?
1: Wasn't it like a, I remind me on, uh, refresh me on the canon, wasn't like a, sa- like a substantial fraction of humanity is killed when that colony lands on Earth? So like, oh, they they gotta yeah. be drafted because a lot of people are dead. There's no, I'm sure they would argue there's no choice. A lot of people choice. on
0: Earth, yeah. Tons of people on Earth die. I forgot what percentage, but also a lot yeah. of the space colonies didn't were not aligned with Xeon, and they also joined the Federation. Yeah. So there are, a few people, but um, yeah, so war is bad. Uh, Elidor mentions that he's been all of his songs, he's just been writing about peace and love, and he's like so sad about this. Uh, Ninerich tries to comfort him, but basically, he pisses, uh, but <laughs> but Elidor pits, pisses him off. Um, Ninerich is sad that he can't even write a last love letter to BB. Um, and they start arguing, at which point, Elidor throws a barrel at Ninorich and he starts destroying the room. Uh the guard outside is trying to ignore them and just read his magazine, but they just keep fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, I can't hear what Garfield's up to. Right. And uh the guard is like is like trying not to intervene, but he finally goes in to pull them apart. And he comes into Elador choking Ninerich. Um and Nit- <laughs> Ninerich claws his face like a cat. <laughs> yes, he does which was very funny. Um the guard is like trying to pull them apart and they're so focused on fighting each other that Elador doesn't even notice and accidentally knocks out the guard like with a s-
1: Everyone in this room loses so many teeth.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Elador loses some, ninerich loses some and when they whack the guard he loses at least 3 before that door pops open. I counted.
0: They knock this shit out of each other. Um, Someone,
1: whoever <laughs> cleans up that room is going to be like, why is there so many teeth on this fucking floor? Gross. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> this is a, this is a war, lot, even war. for anime. <laughs> what is hell?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they knock him out, and then they notice that the soldier is knocked out, and the door is wide open. So, they escape and run off into the jungle. Um back at the Zeon repair site where the Opsilus is, um, Norris tells Ina that the repairs in the Opsilus are complete. Ina gets in and takes off. While running through the jungle, Ninerich and Elidor spot the Opsilus flying overhead. Um, it also flies over a lake and splashes water on Shiro's Gundam. Uh, so it kind of flies off. Then the 08th MS team engages some Zaku's in the jungle. They're shooting them, you know, back and forth firing, all fun stuff. As they're running through the jungle, Ninerich spots an empty Zeon construction tank, and he's like, we should get in there. But Elidor is kind of traumatized, and he's like, I don't want to get in the cockpit of anything. Uh, But Ninerich basically forces him. We see him pushing him up by his butt to get him into the construction tank when a Zeon soldier spots him. (laughs) Yep. As the young soldier spots them from his like armored truck and he starts shooting at them and Ninerich is pretty quick to pull a machine gun, start shooting back. Um, They start the tank, uh, but there's bullets flying everywhere through the hatch. So all the monitors inside are getting destroyed. So Elidor is looking through the open cockpit hatch to get a view on what's going on. And they're like swinging around. They're trying to drive away. Uh, a bullet comes through, breaks a bunch of glass in the cockpit, and it stabs Elador's leg. There's blood everywhere. Uh, he gets shot in the shoulder. S-
1: what I love about this scene is that they're arguing is almost like old-timey, com- like vaudeville. It's like, close the hatch. I'm not going to close the hatch. Let me drive. No, because then you'll close the hatch. And then we see the most violent wound we've seen in the entire show in that glass at his leg. So it's like, hey, we interrupt this comedy sketch to bring you body horror
0: yeah (laughs) yeah and he gets like with and he also like right after he gets stabbed in the leg he gets shot in the shoulder which is just like he's getting real beat up um he's
1: getting ripped apart it's really
0: gruesome totally ripped apart uh we see the 08th ms team just still they're just shooting zakus blowing stuff up some good combat action um Ninorich asks Elidor to let him drive, but Elidor is basically determined to get home alive for his major debut, so he's just trying to get the fuck out of there.
1: I had a thought of, like, you know, if they, if, let's say Elidor did die, and they pressed the song, they would PR the shit out of, this song was recorded by a man who tragically died fighting for the Federation, and it would, he'd probably be, Briefly more famous than he ever would have if he was still alive because yep. capitalism is gruesome and loves a narrative.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's like, your American yeah, idol. Like they would market story. the
1: shit out of. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That would be marketing gold. Horrifyingly so.
0: Uh yeah. So um they're trying to get away. He's getting shot up. He's not doing well. But he uses the construction tank's crane arm. He lifts it in the air and he crushes the Xeon soldier and the armored truck.
1: No.
0: At which point he passes out. Um, we the next scene we see him, we see in the morning. Uh the whole Zero Eighth MS team has him, Elador, on a blanket and they're tending to his wounds. His whole body hurts and he goes, I'm a musician. Don't cut my arm off. Um, and he's He's saying this as El- as Karen is heating up her knife over a stove, and she goes, "Recon my ass, you selfish <laughs> bastard." <laughs> She's very knifey in this episode too. Very a lot of knife energy. Um, <laughs> right, get that big knife energy. Uh, I, gonna, that's that's. I'm gonna put that as a title as the <laughs> big knife energy. <laughs> okay. um, I've done it again. He's done it again, folks. Uh, so <laughs> he's like he's basically struggling on the ground, and he demands anesthesia. And Ninerich just punches him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> um, we see uh, Shiro and San- and Gramps in a truck. Shiro radios back to base about Elidor that they're gonna they're gonna send him to the rear line. Gramps says he's lucky to be alive. Uh, Shiro says that mentions he's like oh I didn't know that Karen used to be a medical student. At which point Gramps says her husband was a a great surgeon before he was killed in battle uh maria is there also for some reason but she walks over to them and mm-hmm. tells gramps they're out of disinfectant and he leaps up and he's like oh we can we can go get some and she just grabs his flask and is like this will do until until then and he blushes yeah, let's clean
1: some wounds with this dirty old man mouth whiskey <laughs> yeah <laughs> so
0: gross uh Shiro thanks Maria for help, and she thanks Shiro for like you know fighting the, the fighting for them. Uh, Maria heads off to help Karen. Shiro get, goes. She's quite a lady, and Gramps pulls his hat over his face and says, "The most wonderful woman in the world." That's really so, sweet. very sweet. He's in love. Um, later, we see at like sunset, we see Shiro and Ninerich on a cliffside. Shiro punches him in the face and says that the 8th MST moves as a team, at which point Rich apologizes. Uh, Shiro's just glad they're back okay. Uh, and he walks off, and then Ninerich starts sobbing. Um, I think he's just glad that he's alive after his, uh, his filler episode yeah. day.
1: <laughs> I mean,
0: like, <laughs> like, Fergal was like, he
1: cries for no reason. I'm like, he's been holding that in for quite a while. I get it. <laughs> That's what I would yeah, do.
0: exactly. Okay, this no one's looking at me. Ah! Okay, this is like his big first taste of combat. You know, they've been yeah. supporting from the hover truck, but really, this is like their big combat yeah. day. So in the evening, uh, we see a tent. Um, Karen Eldor is laying down in the, in the tent, kind of asleep. Karen is sitting over him. Shiro enters the tent. He he checks with Karen about Eldor's condition, and he tells Karen she did a good job um starts muttering about like oh my fingers my arm my my music i don't want to die karen says you're okay you're not gonna die and then he starts moving his arms around and he's pleased to see and she goes see your arms are still attached at which point he just grabs her boob um uh
1: this show every once in a while just remembers it should be a Dirty ale ass anime and just like, we haven't done anything pervy in this whole runtime. It's just been a sweet story about coming close to death. Uh grabs her boob in a fever fugue. I don't know.
0: Right. And then she like blushes. She's just like fine with it. I'm like, come on. Um
1: and we'll get to the next scene why it makes me even angrier, but we'll I won't spoil it until we
0: get there. Right. So in the morning, we see uh, Gramps has a jeep loaded up. Um, he has Elidor on a stretcher on the truck bed. And Elidor's awake, and he's being basically taken back. Um, Shiro goes, any, any regards you want me to send to Karen? And he goes, that cold-blooded woman? Um, Gramps drives away. As they head down the road, uh, Elidor spots Karen standing outside her Gundam. He stays at her. He got a crush on her. That's it. That's the episode.
1: The fact <laughs> that they said it, the fact that they set up that he it's revealed that he had a crush on her the whole time by him sexually assaulting her while he's in a semi medically induced coma is such shitty writing and i like this show quite a bit i hate that i hate it a lot
0: yeah yeah it's just uh, cuz it's like, it's on. too
1: short and it's gross
0: yeah yes i i completely agree yeah so i mean uh, an anime from the 90s with mature themes definitely gonna have some some gross stuff in here but they love to yeah. they love to keep putting it in there
1: <laughs> it is weird yeah it, it is weird that like the the further back in in media you go the more dealt with heavy themes or whatever usually just means like oh people are kind of casually rapey in this like i watched animal house as an adult i was like they're I hate all of them. They're so gross. They're so gross. <laughs> this isn't funny. This yeah, is just, just creepy and bad.
0: They Yeah, they really went wild with that stuff. <laughs> it's crazy yeah, that I'm uh like, we didn't realize that sexual assault equals bad until the internet and everyone had phones in their pocket.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like past 2000 before, before that was just agreed upon. And arguably amongst some chuds, it's not. So. Yeah, we don't, way we don't too have to late get into that. Way too late. We don't have to get fully into that, but
0: but yeah. So, that's the episode. Uh great episode overall. Uh we got some we got some more depth to the characters. I'd like to know more about Ninerich, I think. I think he like this was an Eldor episode, right? Uh Ninerich yeah. is still portrayed as like a soft boy and um it's <sighs> he could have used a little bit more, you know, we learned a little bit about Karen too, but for being focused on inner this episode, we kind of fell short on him, but overall great episode. I do the scene where um, the soldier goes to intervene. And when they're fighting is one of my favorites from this series. It's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I was looking so forward to it. Teeth. I just didn't realize, didn't realize it was an episode five, but I was like, Oh, nice.
1: <laughs> yeah. So many teeth
0: so that's it uh guys remember if you want to subscribe to the patreon you'll get a bonus episode every month where we, re- we review a, bu- a gundam movie um it's at patreon.com slash watch for mercury if you got any listener mail anything you want to say to us gunpla horror stories anything you want send it in to watch at gmail.com um alex where can the people find you
1: People can find me at Afassella A F O S S E L L A on Twitter, or at Alex Facella on Instagram and TikTok. And please leave us a five-star review and with actual words in it uh, to drive engagement. It would really help our numbers. We'd appreciate that.
0: Yes, please. And I will uh, mention that if you made it this far, um, there are some people who have given us bad reviews because, um, you know, uh, okay. they're fucking not text reviews but we've gotten uh bad ratings and i'm presuming it's because of the type of Gundam fans that we have all seen on the internet that are mad that Witch from Mercury features uh a female protagonist in a lesbian relationship so yeah
1: don't be an incel people, give us five stars
0: yeah uh, don't be fucking incel dickheads and if you want to help fight back against those incel dickheads um <laughs> give us a five star rating so our we're not stuck at 3.7 so that's not a good look incels
1: incels hate it when you subscribe to our patreon i'm just gonna say say
0: incels hate it when you support your favorite gundam podcast creators (laughs) yes awesome well uh yeah where where can people find you alex did i already asked that did you already say it yeah i did (laughs) (laughs) i used it as
1: a segue into the
0: reviews I'm realizing that like I sprayed uh, a bunch of minis with primer earlier. And I'm like, wow, my head kind of hurts. I might have gotten a little bit of the fumes there. <laughs> okay. Um, guys, follow me on Instagram at Um, All my stuff is in my link tree in my bio. You can check out all my podcasts, projects, roast battles, whatever. Um, but guys, thank you so much for listening. I uh, hope you had a chill Valentine's day and uh, we'll see you all next week. Bye. Better gun through the jungle! No, 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 no.